Volunteer Podcast, a podcast where others, like myself, share their burnout to recovery experiences in hope that by doing so, others will find solace in knowing they are not alone. The views, opinions, tips and the like expressed in this podcast by myself or my guests are not a replacement for evidence-based therapy. These are our own human experiences. Just like I have done for myself, I encourage those of you who are suffering to seek professional help. Episode 15 of Burnout, A Different Kind of Gap Year brings you Heart Place Hospital creator and champion, Jackie O'Connor, a self-proclaimed love rock star and hope merchant who is no stranger to burnout. Jackie takes us on a journey from a busy nurse, mum and wife who believes she was hitting all the culturally appropriate success markers to the Mack truck moment, aka burnout, that set her life in a new direction. As Jackie describes it, she went from an unhealed healer to a healed healer. One thing you are bound to love about Jackie's burnout to recovery story is how she tells it. She has a way with words that allows for a deeper understanding of what life was like for her in the thick of her burnout and how her life is now. Magical. Hi, Jackie, and welcome to Burnout, a different kind of gap year podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to share with us your burnout experiences today. Thank you. Thank you, Kia ora, and thanks for having me, Shannon. I think I think actually I might have tripped you up and said, <laughs> hey, pick me, pick me. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely glad that you did. And, and that's how I've actually met some of my podcast guests as well, that they've reached out and said, hey, hello. <laughs> and I'm just so happy to be able to sit down and have this conversation with you today because I just, I know there's so much richness there to that you are going to share with us. So thank you for reaching out <laughs> and wanting to share your story with us. So yeah. let's start by the setting the scene, mm. uh, the burnout, the Jackie that um, <laughs> doing what what was going on in her world at the time work-wise life-wise yeah so I've I've got a few t-shirts a few burnout t-shirts but what I call my my mat track or my perfect storm was six and a half years ago and so at the time I was 42 years young and if you if you're into astrology (laughs) there's always a real seven-year cycle for us human beings so I was definitely in a seven-year cycle uh, so I was I was a nurse manager for a private healthcare company. I had nurses all around New Zealand. I'm, I'm Kiwi, based in New Zealand, live in New Zealand, born and bred. And I was so I was I was doing the nursing role because I, I felt I needed to be hands on to understand the managed leadership role. I was frontline to the clients, and I was also doing a lot of sort of pharmacokinetic vigilance type work. A mum to two young daughters at the time, still, still mum to them. <laughs> and I was on the PTA. I was I was the netball coach, and so I was life life was full, and and I was living, I was living life. I felt like I had life right because I was full, and it was a badge of honour to be busy. So I felt like I'm I'm nailing life. I've got this. I've got this sucks. Yeah. And it's what I had modelled. What I saw in my peers, it's what I saw growing up. So yeah, so I thought, yeah, I'm I'm I've got this sorted. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, thank you for sharing that all the the fullness as you describe it of your life at that time, mother to two young children, nursing career mm-hmm. and, and in management as well and managing a number of nurses, but hands on as well mm-hmm. in that. And hands on also as mum too in the PTA you mentioned there as well. So <laughs> yeah, lady, in that badge honour as you said, mm. you know that you saw, yeah, uh, yeah, that that fullness was was a good thing, mm. and 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 what was modelled, you know, mm. around you as well. So when do that? that uh, and sorry, I didn't catch the name that you gave it. The you know that the big burnout experience that track. Was, this yeah. was my perfect storm. What showed up for you? Like, what were the signs? Or yeah. just yeah. So, um, what was kind of the catalyst was I was I went in for a a very benign general anaesthetic procedure, mm. and and I thought, well, I'll do it on a Friday because I'll be back at work on Monday, no problem. Mm-hmm. And in fact, when I had my consultation, 
you know, the doctor said it's a three-day recovery. I'm like, oh, sweet. This is great. Look, crush in with, with my life. And it just so happened, this is where synchronicity comes into my story, that it, that it actually happened. The surgery took place at the same hospital on the anniversary of me having open-heart surgery. So I had open-heart surgery as an eight-year-old. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so my perfect storm, my my Mac trap moment occurred because I actually came out of that surgery. I didn't recover in three days, <laughs> um, and in fact, all, all those parts of me that had supported me and protected me and managed me and been firefighters for me from from the age of eight years old. So people will be really familiar with this, um, you know, perfectionism, people pleasing, busyness. From what I've learned through my journey, which I'll share with you, it's my baseline for my mm. those four decades was fight and flight. So I, yeah. if I kept up busyness, if I kept up go go going, you know, mm. I could stay in my baseline. I could stay in my in my fight and flight, which was which, which for me was my normal. Um, yes. And so then I came out of that unrelated benign surgery. Yeah, I've really had to look and question and review healthcare in a different lens because mm. I didn't experience a compassionate, um, wraparound supportive experience. And and so when I when I did come out of that surgery, I, all those tools were gone. I couldn't access busyness. I couldn't access, you know, yeah. perfectionism and people pleasing. Um, because. I I actually had I was in a full blown PTSD. I didn't know it at the time. I thought, yeah. oh God, you know, I'm like I'm an achiever and I'm an incredible, like I can get stuff done, you know. And and that's and I'll share that with you and some examples of that. Yeah. And so um, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I just I I couldn't I couldn't access that. And and so my that and that's all I knew. I didn't know anything yeah. else, you know, and all that was in my medicine bag was busyness, people pleasing, perfectionism. I was a runner. Yeah. I was a runner and I drank alcohol. So that yeah. was all my medicine. And like the last thing I felt like was alcohol. The last thing I felt like was running. So I had no yeah. access to any of my medicine. And um, and so my, um, my mental fitness declined and it yeah. showed up with, and I do. I don't do anything by halves. I do all or nothing. <laughs> so medicine bags, all or nothing. Yeah, all or nothing. So I was um, agoraphobic, claustrophobic, anorexic. I was panic attacks, anxiety. Yeah, I, I was. I was. I was rough. Yeah, and, yeah. and it was a really interesting experience because oh, I, I was an insomniac as well, and so I was full, like full of adrenaline, mm. full of adrenaline and cortisol. And so my weight just plummeted. And it was a really interesting experience because I oh, clearly, obviously, I felt rubbish, like more than rubbish. Yeah. And people were, were saying to me, you look amazing. You know? <gasps> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh, my God, I just got full body tingles saying that. You know, yes. there I was showing up um, in this, way that our world markets us to show up so you know I was skinny skinny, yeah um, but gosh and on the inside I was rough I was so rough well you mentioned that sorry Jackie look mentioned there I just wanted to like you were going through post-traumatic stress disorder which all those things you listed insomnia Mm -hmm. anxiety depression losing and huge amount of weight Mm -hmm. that put you in that zone too this you're in not just normal fight and flight that was you know <laughs> all blown trauma response and mm-hmm. and no access to the medicine that you learned so mm. yeah, of course feeling absolutely rubbish but those things are are not observable to the naked eye mm. the only thing people could see was that you lost a lot of weight and yes our culture you know a lot of cultures across the world that see that not all but you know see that and, and go oh reward yay you're looking great and you were not feeling great at all no. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, this was all post op and it was. a three day recovery period yeah. supposedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so I think I knew things weren't great. However, again, you know what I had modelled was you know mental health was bad. You know, I couldn't have mental health. You know, we're okay. gonna be we're gonna be showing up 
and so it was a bad thing and um and so i so i accessed what we call employee assistance program here some talk therapy mm-hmm. and and I and I went to my general practitioner because I knew I wasn't I knew nutrition was an issue yeah because I, I I was just burning through it through what I could eat and I was making myself eat as opposed to feeling hungry because I was just full of cortisol and adrenaline and yeah. um and so when I went to talk therapy and it was my first time again never had it modeled never saw people go and I never saw leaders I never saw family friends anyone go and have talk therapy and so it was it was a lot of shame a lot of shame for me and and when I went it was in an old building and I had to climb up stairs that were pretty much this terrain of of a ladder and I sat Mm -hmm. in an attic and the attic had a tiny window with and it just had old furniture and and old books and it was like my memory is it was very dull you know like there was no there's nothing soft or nourishing or nurturing there. And I was with a psychologist and, mm. and of course, very boundaries, you know, like I was wanting to be valid. You know, I wanted to be like, do you feel this too? Like, is this normal? Like, yeah, I really wanted someone to say to me, yeah, this is my story too, or, or I've got a story like this too, or I've had this experience too. And so, mm. yeah, I mean, I remember I had a panic attack up in that room and I had my head out this teeny tiny window trying to breathe and mm. and interesting, so interesting now. Making sense in my life makes so much sense. So yeah, she 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 was able to support me mm. and see that yes, I'm I'm experiencing PTSD, which was really validating, <laughs> you know, like in that respect. However, when I said, Well, what some actions I could take. Mm. action that she ever gave me was to put a hair tie on my wrist and to flick it every time I ruminated okay and so and that just didn't sit well with me you know I felt like gosh I'm hurting already I'm going to hurt myself more like this doesn't yeah I I was really looking for more what was great she did identify life that I and no one had ever told me this no one had ever told me that um, Mm. I wasn't breathing full um belly breathing just on my own now, I went and took a book on breathing of the library and I read this book on breathing and I looked around and I thought, wow, I'm yes. breathing, but I've ne- no one's ever told me the importance in how to breathe. Mm-hmm. And this kind of really led me onto the journey of what else don't I know? And, yeah. and if even if I look back on my school reports, if I look back on all my young years, never seen problems, I've always seen solutions. So, for example, I was raised a Catholic and I remember seeing there was water boys and I remember saying to the bishop one day, why are there all girls? And a month later, we had all girls. Yeah. You know, I've always been a letter writer with solution-based, even as a young person. Mm-hmm. So so I fed back. I said, and I said to employee assistance program, hey, I've accessed your um, services and and I feel there's something really missing. You know, like there was there was like the how-tos, you know, the breathwork, the embodiment. And I was raised in the era, the behavioural era, you know, you're good, bad, right or wrong, broken or fixed. And I was diagnosed with my congenital heart condition at four years old with the diagnosis Mm. of congenital heart defect. Yeah. So right from the age of four years old, the language that I had was that I had a defect and that I needed repairing. Yeah. No, so really formidable times through my healing journey and then now on, on what I do now is that I, you know, through this, through my mat track, it's, yeah. I'm really grateful for that period because it's now created the space that I, that I now have, which is the space I was looking for when I mat tracked. I really see, Jackie, like even from when you started to, Talk about when you came out of that operation mm-hmm. and the care you were receiving or not receiving, the gap there, mm-hmm. that there was the word that keeps coming up for me is compassion. You were lacking that compassion environment that at first needed to to wrap you around and and to be cared for. We know we now now know in terms of healing from trauma, we do compassion mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. How did sort of burnout I, I mean, I can see how it, it you're in that trauma response, but I'm just wondering how that burnout sort of fits with that experience there. Yeah. Well, I mean, my care factor, I call it my care tank, was empty. So I just didn't care. You know, I just didn't have any care left. And 
so then it, and then it came across quite sort of what I call low vibrational so so um a real martyr victim mentality like you you know like I was I was blaming mm-hmm. others and yeah. and and all like truly Shannon I I, I my memory is, is that I was screaming out for help yeah However, it must have been coming out as a whisper because and although saying that now and on reflection um again we're not modeled how to support people yes when they're when they're in when their mental fitness is declining yes. so we you know we hear it all the time i just didn't know what to say yeah what to do i didn't yeah yeah and whereas now through my my journey and you you brought it up beautifully but around compassion it's it's holding on non-judgmental space having having that ability to actively and then reflect back and I certainly know now like the work that I I, you know like I I work for myself now and I dare to care differently and that that's that's ultimately what what I provide as a safe space judgmental um I've, I've always I've always seen the world differently to others I you know I was not only was my you know, did I come into this world with, with this congenital challenge? But I also came in highly sensitive, mm-hmm. highly empathic, mm-hmm. and a real knowing. Even now, there are shifts, but but that in this mm-hmm. in this fast paced world, that's seen as a liability to 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 use your intuition and your emotion. Jackie, this is some well, not unbelievable, <laughs> but a lot of the things you're saying like the highly sensitive, the highly empathic, mm-hmm. the the perfectionist, the, you know, the busy achiever, not being modelled how to take after your mental health that led to that shame. All of these things are precursors to experiencing suffering like you did, whether we label it burnout, PTSD or whatever. They're, yeah. they're, they're precursors and a lot of those things are no fault to your own. You know, they're what you're born into you know you're, you're yeah. highly sensitive is a trait being empathic is a trait and they are strengths but they can also make us vulnerable in a society that perpetuates these success you know if you're busy and you're mm-hmm. pleasing everybody and everyone's happy with you and you're doing things perfectly which oh like i just wanted to really highlight that with the the audience just that these are precursors and although we obviously have walked very different paths in life very similar precursors that I had. Yeah, yeah, and 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 now within my business, they're all the clients that I'm that magnetised to me as well. One of my bylines is you know caring for carers, healing our healers. So I was an unhealed healer for 21 years of my career, and what a powerful phrase, unhealed healer. I was, yeah, and 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 I see it now. You know, I see it. It's like it's like a beacon. <laughs> so I send them so much love and light because absolutely no judgment I've been there however I know the absolute magic and the bliss and the divineness of being a healed healer and being able to share my story and saying to everyone else please use me as an example you know I yes I was that person I I rocked in the corner and you know I just I I speak to the universe like I speak you know sorry or to Alexa and and I and I remember saying I will do anything. Please help me out. And that's when, um, because I didn't have my busyness or anything anymore, when my whispers returned. So my higher intuition, and we all have it. Like I'm, I'm as special as you. You're as special as me. We're as special as one another. Yeah. My my whispers returned. They said, "Care for the carer." They said, "Be patient." They said, "We will support you. We will lead you." They said, "Follow the breadcrumbs." And I did. I did. I read the book. Did the breath work? I went and did the one-on-one yoga. Never, never done. You know, it was too slow for me. Can't be doing that. So I learned. Not busy enough. <laughs> it's not running. No. So I invested in myself. I invested in my number one asset, me. And so I actually, you know, I was. I got to the point where I was unwell that I had to leave that role. Okay. And but as soon, and it was the first time. And again, I was modelled. You know, my parents had one job their entire working career. Yeah. Um, yep. And so it was the first time that I'd left a job. Um, I'd left jobs to go overseas. I'd left jobs to have my yeah. children. But I, the first time I left a job without having a job. 
and yeah and again all my conditioning was really interesting because I was the main earner my my husband ran in a business at the time and so I was the main earner he was he was setting up and a business and and taking a lion's share of the childcare and it was it was it was tough it was tough because I had you know again I had that badge of honor I was the nurse manager I was um, reimbursed well I you know had flexibility so yeah so um and I was really good at my job I was so good at my job Shannon that they replaced me with three people <laughs> geez that's telling Jackie not only is this telling on how much you took on yeah yeah and how much you're able to take yeah. on oh yeah yeah no I and I mean I I did all that and there were times where I think I was still useless and hopeless because I, I was I was twiddling my fingers and wow. when I did leave, they replaced me with three people. So this is where working for myself works so, so well because I can craft a life that best suits me. I can advocate for myself. I can create boundaries. I haven't done this on my own. I've got magical mentors. I've never, again, never witnessed people having magical mentors. What's that, you know? Um, so I've... Again, I've invested in my biggest asset, me, yeah. I'm hearing, sorry, Jackie, I just thought, like, there's so much richness here and I love it. You, you've talked to, you know, some of those impacts there, uh, well, early stages of, uh, you know, the trauma response and, and being so burnt out there, you know, trying to find help, like you were reaching out, EAP, doctor, mm. but those services weren't enough or not even close enough to what you needed and went out searching for yourself as well and then making big decisions like leaving your work mm-hmm. which fulfilled so much of of yeah like identity I kind of feel and worth mm-hmm. at the time and just and 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 of course financial security for your family mm-hmm. your young family there and so a bold move and 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 such a obviously I can hear it from you that uh, an important move in your healing story and experience and, and where you got to because you could put you focused on you and you invested in as you've called it um the your biggest asset which is you and and I loved it um like what you were talking about there too about you could start to hear your inner voice your intuition mm-hmm. that you could hear before mm-hmm. in that process mm-hmm. which again is something that I noticed in my own as well that I heard her before and there's like oh I can hear her now mm-hmm. That is bold because in hearing that and going with that, all, all those shifts that you've done, mm-hmm. I know from my own experience, aren't easy to stick with and stay with. Like, And I was just wondering if you could, if, if there's, mm-hmm. I suppose, going into that mm-hmm. process, what, yeah. what that was like to yeah. go on a different way. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know. Well, I mean, I, you know, I, and it was all breadcrumb, Shannon. Like, you know, it wasn't, it was, it was micro changes. It wasn't macro changes. And yeah, it was brave. And I've, and I've gone on and done further brave things. And, but now I've got this kind of magical, miracle magicalness that I look at and I go, well, it worked great last time. So let's give it a go this time. Yes. So yeah, so ne- you need, you need a little bit of, you know, some evidence to, to, to yeah. put up. But um, it was really embodiment for me. That was crucial. So yeah, I I <laughs> so I went into one on one yoga just with a yoga because yeah. I didn't want to turn up to a class. I didn't know mm. how to you know I I learned how to read from reading a library book and and so, yeah. So I went I went and, and did that. But when I these are where the breadcrumbs come into it, and then they turn yeah. up the nuggets. I actually resigned and immediately felt. Mm. this sense of this weight off me we'd already organized a trip to take our daughters to Disneyland so so we went and we were doing that trip and um just before we left I opened up the uh, the post and there was a forgotten there was a check for $31,000 from a yeah. forgotten superannuation from my 20s oh my god and so I knew it was a sign from from the universe that actually you can relax you can, you can, you, this, you know, it was, it was a magical miracle sign. It was a little angel sign for me saying, hey, we've got you. We've got you back. Yeah. So, yeah, so that financial, that financial kind of load, that sort of pressure was completely relieved. And then, and then I just was noticing what I was noticing. I was just yeah. really aware of all these little magicals and miracles. And that my, my whispers were telling me that, you know, and I, I call okay. it as my umbrella voice. You know when you walk past the umbrella and it goes, 
take me. And you go, I'm not taking you, it's funny. <laughs> and now I take the umbrella. So if I walk yeah. with an umbrella and it says take me, I take it. Um, okay. And, and that's what I call my whispers, my umbrella voice. And it's just never let me down. And I mean, I've gone, I've gone on to be even more radical than that since then. A year ago, we sold our house in the city and we've moved to a bohemian beachside town that we've never ever been to. We were in lockdown at the time. We'd never seen it. And we've been here seven months and I've absolutely no regrets. It was a real, my burnout, this particular burnout was a real step mm. towards, you know, my soul-led life yeah. and my life on purpose. And, and that's what I do now. I live my life on purpose and I and I embrace that embodiment that I've now learned. So so when I was, didn't have body autonomy as a young girl because I was, you know, operated on and yeah. and I was, I was physically supported um, but there wasn't I didn't have play specialists my parents didn't stay the night there was no psychology support mm. it makes sense now making sense of it makes sense, so much sense and, yeah. and so then at 42 when I had this matrix moment and I started to look into you know feeling coming out of my head which yeah. conditioning is like logic 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 and also coming out of Jackie so as you're saying you're yeah, coming out of your head but also coming out of that because you talked about being in a constant fight and flight yeah. in your life as well. Yeah. And it feels like you're coming out of your head and into your body and into mm-hmm. your heart. Yeah, that's a, great, that's a great part of the story. I um, I was, a friend said, oh, I, I really think you need to go and see Sally. She's an energy healer. And I was like, yeah. oh, God, I've been to psychologists. I've been to yoga. You know, far out. I'm, I'm done. Look, oh, this is fine. This will do. So this is kind of six months after the big, after the surgery and and I'm out of my workplace and I've got my $31,000 and and I'm doing some volunteer work for heart kits because that that was you know and I was able to be around for my kids and stuff and yeah. so she said that and then the week later I was at a, a at a party and a friend said oh I go to Sally you should go to Sally and so I was like oh two two to Sally like this and then yeah. and then I actually got a role for, an, for a non-government organisation next to where Sally worked. So I was kind of yeah. like, oh, okay, I need to go to Sally. So I went to Sally yes. and, and she is an energy healer and mm-hmm. similar to me, highly intuitive, highly sensitive, has had mm-hmm. her trap moments, her perfect storms, and she's created the space that she was looking for when she, when she needed it. And so she felt into my energy and she said, she, went, she was like, whoa, like this first time that I really had it validated because I still played down I still played down hey oh you know what it was open heart surgery like you know people have worse than that you know like I still played down my trauma and she first time I really had it validated and she went whoa there is a lot of trauma in there and I was like oh really and so she did some energy work on me, Shannon, and I sat up and I didn't, I had no clue at the time, no clue, but I just listened to the whispers and the synchronicity and I sat up to her and I said, what is this feeling? I said, I, I like it. What is it? And she said, yeah. Jackie, it's your parasympathetic nervous system. And I sat there and I mean, I just burst into tears because I had never felt it. I had never, ever felt calm or peace I didn't know I hadn't felt it oh my god Jackie you can't see me I was just sort of yeah. put that but I'm my face and my hands and just go what like truly I hadn't. I hadn't and do you know what Shannon time and time again I'm coaching my clients and they're the same yeah they're the same that's something I recognized uh that I don't know when I recognized it but at some point in my recovery after my big Mack truck um, yeah. that but it was recognizing I've always lived in the fight and flight yeah. zone. I thought, like yourself too, that oh, I've got this together. I'm doing okay and well, you know. But it was all those signs of what is. Yeah, you know, I was doing all the right things, but uh, you know, they weren't the things that actually yeah. really helped support yeah. you. And and um, yeah, it was a constant fight and flight zone, and really hadn't experienced that parasympathetic. Mm relaxation calm and and have been able to since but this is really interesting like that experience through the energy healer and even the fact that you follow because you were choosing to notice yourself and and what you needed and follow those breadcrumbs 
you opened yourself up to doing that mm-hmm. and 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 then the benefit that you got from it amazing amazing yeah and i mean I, and then i was just i was just following my bliss you know like i there's this thing here in New Zealand, such so cool. Um, so I, I'm, I'm a raven misbehaver. I love dancing and I love dancing to dance music. Raven misbehaver. Yeah, raven misbehaver. That's me. And so there was this. It's called Morning People. And before the pandemic, it was very, very regular. And through my net trap, through my recovery, it was every week. And it's six thirty in the morning, six thirty to eight a.m. No drugs, no alcohol. In a nightclub, dancing for an hour and a half to dance music. And so I would go, I'd, I'd often go on my own in active wear and I would literally close my eyes and I would drop from my head into my body. And and despite it being in a nightclub and dark and hard, you know, dancing dance music, my whispers were screaming at me. And I just had all these amazing downloads, visions and intuition and dreams. And it was care for the carer, care for the carer. And it was creating a space for people for what I was looking for when I needed it but most. And yeah, and and so this is you know this is now six years ago, and six years on, you know that's exactly what I have done, and um, and I couldn't be more proud of myself. Yeah. Hear more about that. Oh, well, I want to hear about that work yeah. and share that with us. Yeah. But I was wondering your process of healing. Mm-hmm. Because I can hear that you were certainly bringing care to yourself, like I, I get, you know, all the things you were talking about there about noticing and intuition. That that is certainly compassion for yourself and caring for yourself. Mm. But I'm wondering about the wider. You, well, I suppose, yeah. Sorry, as I'm asking this, like <laughs> what you know, what you know, care shown by others. Then I thought mm. of your healer, the energy healer, certainly her, where she validated mm. and uh, for the first time your your experience as an early. Yeah, in your early life with the open heart surgery but you know was there other people were you starting to get compassion in or, or maybe as you went in that direction of caring for the carer that you found your compassionate community oh, interesting great question yeah because actually people fell away people ghosted me yes you know I wasn't drinking the alcohol I was you know and I was at the yoga and I was doing the dancing and I was I was showing up because I just couldn't believe that no one had, I'd never seen any example of this. So I actually have been really visible on my social media and, and I even created a, a newsletter and everything. This, like I didn't have a business. This was just, I was so, so fire in my belly that this needed to be shared. Yeah. That, that, well, I'm not saying anyone who've done, who's done this. And I went, I went and did modalities of healing and um, so uh, Reiki and uh, uh, Indigenous healing, Atua healing and aromatherapy. Uh, I went into aromatherapy and plant medicine and, and massage. So I, I, yeah, I was really following my bliss. I still, I still, in fairness, when I look back at that now, like there was still, I dropped back into the busyness. Mm. You know, like I was filling, I was filling my cup up still with, now with self-development. I overdid it on the self-development tour. Yeah. Like, oh shit, I'm doing I'm repeating my perfectionist of busy behaviour yes. with my yes. taking care of myself. Yes. I was um I hadn't realised that I was actually creating a yeah. business. I didn't actually realize I just thought I was doing a community yeah. service and being visible yeah, as an advocate good. and and then I and then it just started like I started having workshops in my lounge, you know, and started like I had I did a midwife workshop, I had all the midwives in my lounge and I just nourished them and it was exactly what I was after, you know, and I nourished them and I opened them up to to mindset and self-care and a little bit of energy, but the energy was more on the environment, I suppose. And then I discovered, and then I just started finding out about taboos and secrecies within our physical being. So um, around our menstrual cycle, the actual power of our menstrual cycle the absolute wonder of transitioning mm. from a men- from a menstruator into a, into menopause, the, mm. the, the absolute divine magic about sacred sexuality, and so I I started I, I needed to share <laughs> I needed to share it with people. Yeah, you're a person. You mentioned earlier on you you're a solution focused person. I am, yeah. But what I mean, like, I, I don't think that necessarily fits in. But you you in your own journey of self-development and looking after yourself, mm-hmm. giving you the environment that you needed, mm-hmm. 
you saw that there was a need for others to have that and wanting mm-hmm. to share that. You know, so, well, there's a gap and I want to be part of that solution mm-hmm. and, and providing that through that. And you're following your breadcrumbs, you're following your bliss, you're, you're moving into and identifying areas um, that people need to talk about and, and need support with, mm-hmm. um, like around, well, you were just talking about the menstruation and menopause mm-hmm. and area and, and being able to provide an environment for women to, mm-hmm. uh, to you know, ex- talk about that and to and see it as something that is, I mean, I know I don't, know the the stuff behind it but i mean just to see it as a beautiful thing as well because western medicine it's like oh you know it's something horrible to go through and it's something we have to put up with or or don't talk about it at all yeah but yeah but you're a solution you're like and you want to share and you want to give to others and and create a community of care i I was i was pretty shocked now that i look back you know i was 42 years old no one once asked me about my hormones no one once asked me about my gut health no one once asked me about, you know, my body alignment. Yes. And now I know I just know so much about all of this that I you know I can support people. And that's my superpower. I'm a real connector, conduit, yeah. creator. And so yeah. and I bring in experts and, mm. and 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 I what I say is we're taking the boo out of taboo, putting more to yeah. putting more yeah. star and less taboo. And, and and the secrecies, and that's why you know that's why I really tripped you up around sharing my story because, you know, um, in ancient times and in, in feminine wisdom, it was storytelling was very very healing. Yeah. Whereas we have had a culture of you know don't air your dirty laundry, don't dare yeah. tell anyone that you had a mental crisis. Yeah. Because of that uh, Western culture, in terms of yeah, you don't air your dirty laundry. Mm. You experience that that really debilitating uh, feeling of shame that you experienced when you needed help, you needed support, you needed love, you needed compassion, you needed all that kind of stuff. And because you were conditioned in that way, as we, you know, certainly a lot of us are, we feel shame. But if we had this, you know, took the boo out of taboo and we talk about these things mm-hmm. it could do so much prevention and healing um as well and that's what now is your life's work you know your your direction you're taking in so many ways can you tell us a little bit more i, I wanted to make time to allow you to share uh yeah what you are doing in, in a bit more detail how you are daring to care differently yeah, yeah. i mean i'm off quite quite a lot <laughs> i'm in another sort of rebirth really so through my burnout, I, I was, unbeknownst to me, creating the space. Yeah. And so I was in duality, you know, I was still bedside nursing and, and creating, and at the time it was Heart Place with Nurse Jackie. Mm. And then uh, 14 months ago, I was bedside nursing and I was, it was looking like another burnout, you know, it was, it was a real moral disconnect um a real compassionate fatigue and um and but I knew the signs and I knew I had to walk I knew I had to leave but I also know what I know now what I believe now is that I have this I have a smoke detector my barometer of my body my emotions my intuition my energy in my mind and I actually you know and I've always had that and it's been raging but I would just drink alcohol run or get busy and, and ignore it yeah. Now I have a really tiny, tiny, tiny threshold. Like it just has to go, beep, and I'm like, right. Yeah. And of course, I'm I, my medicine bag is enormous now, enormous. Like I couldn't even list, you know. Like I, I wrote it down the other day, and yeah. I'm at 22 pages. <gasps> wow. Bag, yeah. And most of it I touch on the weekly basis. A big thing mm. for me is around is is feminising our health and education system, and what I mean by that is. I don't tick box my well-being. I don't go, I've, I've moved my body today, tick. Yeah. I've done some meditation, tick. I've journaled, tick. I very much feel into my intelligences, so my mental, my physical, my emotional, mm. my um, and my intuitive and my energetic intelligences. And mm. I go, oh, actually, you know what? My team is telling me to lie on the bed. Do you know what? My team is saying hop in the sauna. You know what? My team is saying go for a swim, even though it's winter. Mm. And in and, and all honesty, Shannon, like my like uh, and and stuff gets like I say, shit gets thrown at me, but I turn it into manure, like that, yeah. like that. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas in the past, because of my belief system, it was like all these bad things are happening. Something's wrong. It's broken. Whereas now I, yeah. I literally turn everything. It's either celebration mm. or growth. Mm. And I've taken the oath to growth. I took it six and a half years ago when I was rocking in the corner and I said, I will do anything to stop this moving ball of energy moving so fast. And I meant it. I meant anything. Yeah. And so I took the oath to growth and now I've popped. I can't stop. I just can't stop. And, and my life is unbelievable. It's just magical and wonderful and delicious and it's you know it's hashtag human I've got two teenage daughters it's colorful yeah you know like however I don't I see everything as an opportunity for either celebration or growth and and this is what I show up for, for other people hey you know what use me as an example I wanted to jump off this moving ball of energy and now yeah. I've got front row seats the biggest bowl of popcorn I am so, feel so privileged to be alive at this time. I wait to see what's what's going to happen next because I know it's good, and I know it's way different. Like my grandchildren will be going, "Grandma, did you really nurse like that?" And I'll be like, "Yeah, I did." I did. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I, I see these are going to be a massive, massive shift, and I can't wait to be part of it. So yeah, so show up been like a coach um one-on-one although that's starting for me to see a rebirth in that because I prefer I don't want to work with people who want to go back in, into the fire so if you want to yeah. come to the institution where it's it doesn't support the feminine then then see someone else um because I want to work with people who are daring to care daring to live differently and create from this chaos and mm. but the biggest thing that I'm birthing is I'm at because I've been an evangelical, I've been an activist, I've been to the government, I've rendered them silence with the truth that I've told them that I've seen in our health education yeah. system and they've done nothing. So now I'm being the example and through my own, I'm funding it myself. I've, I've funding it with, with work that I've done at Heart Place Hospital. I'm actually building my own hospital and it's happening. Like you can't hear the hammers and nails, but it's, and it's for our frontline workers. It's it's the place I was looking for when I most needed it. And so you'll come with someone else because I still I don't get why we are solo in our health journey. Um, I believe we need to come with a barometer of someone else in our in our lives. So come with someone else. You stay. You are nourished with good food. The space is delicious. We live in a bohemian beachside town. It's stunning. Mm-hmm. And you're given you're given a menu, and on that menu is, is self care, mindset, and energy, and the smorgasbord. So it's people who are local, national, and global are on that menu. Yeah. You get to experience something from that, and and there's an apothecarium, apothecarium. So there's plant medicine, there's there's oils and crystals and pleasure. Experience toys. There's aesthetic dance. There's a dance pole creativity and then when you leave you leave with a healing round table of support plus plus you can take the menu with you knowing that these these other people out there in this in this moving ball of energy that can support us yeah and you know i talk to i get referred from general practitioners and um i say oh what about so and so and this is my superpower i'm a conduit i know who's doing what yeah i magnetize these people and and that's when i went to eap i'm like is this it is that it? Yeah. And, um, and, you know, I talk to general practitioners now and say, hey, there's fully funded mm. healers out there. Did you know? And, yeah. healers, and they, they're not aware of it. We don't share yeah. this information. We're, we still, you know, don't air your dirty laundry. Don't share it. Don't, you know, and I believe it's now time for you and me and mm. for the me to turn into we. Mm. and for us to be collaborative collective a community raise each other as a village yeah I think I think what I'm finding really amazing about or so many things that are amazing about what you're setting up and what you have created already Mm -hmm. but that you're not like you just said it like you're not the only using that word expert but you've got to collect you've brought people together you brought together a, a range of people uh, who are doing practices that can help and support someone at the hospital you're creating. And, yeah, that it's 
it's not you doing it alone, bringing people together, yeah. working collectively. And I love, I love that concept of the patient. Sorry, I was about to use a very medical term, the patient. Um, the person, In the chat, I call them visitors. <laughs> lovely term I like that yeah. the visitors coming in with a person mm. you know coming together yeah why are we doing on our own why do we do that and and so often we go why didn't people ask for help you and I know when we're yeah. in the corner we can't we're, we're disabled from asking for help in fact we, yeah I thought I was screaming um but clearly I was whispering <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of like if you're making, well, not making me, I, I always feel like I, I reflect as I'm hearing other people's stories like your own and reflecting mm. on mine. Just, it just shows or a different perspective or kind of just makes me go deeper into something. And just with like that feeling alone and that screaming for help, I mean, I can certainly relate to those. And, mm. and it always kind of sat funny with me because I did have people around me who knew that I did mm. share with, but I still felt, and I still would say I was alone a lot in it mm. uh, because no one was, well, I know, I suppose because no one was walking the healing with me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Or going so I with me. the pe people around us are unhealed healers too. Well, and that's true. Yeah, that's yeah, true. And no judgment, no judgment. You know, they're just not, we, they're just not at the right discussion. That's not true. <laughs> um, and, point, yeah. yeah, and so so holding space, holding non-judgmental space, mm. none of us have been modelled that. None of us have been taught that, you know. Um, and that's probably why the psychologist, I was very lucky to mm. have a psychologist that, um, and she did share with me uh, her experience because yeah. uh, she went through burnout as well. Yeah. Uh, and and did a lot of, and, and went through her own healing journey. So she, I would say, you know, was in a healed position to be able to help me. And she was so nurturing, so absolutely everything that I needed. So that was the one person that, and because she was healed, you've put those words, mm -hmm. she was yeah, healed. She does a lot of work looking after people in the health professions who are caring for the, yeah, caring for others. So, and that's, and yeah. for me now, my barometer is just going and that's yeah quite, and I can I can um, be interoceptive I can see where it where it is I can shift mm. stuff myself and then I literally I outsource to mop anything else up yeah who I use um I call it my healing round table so we work oh yeah we work in partnership agreement they know they know that how knowing I am and how um invested in myself I am so we meet with each other's expertise oh. and and I change that table, you know, like I bravely, you know, advocate for myself and put boundaries in place and say, hey, you know, I think it's time for us to consciously uncouple and um, I'd like to add someone else in here now. And I literally talk like that, you know, very from heart, from heart, from love, from a love place. I absolutely believe that the panacea to everything that is going on is love. Yes. And yeah, I just I just believe you, you, you and me. You and me have had our defining moments to be the light mm. of the lighthouses for others. Yeah. And was it hard? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Would I do it again? In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. If it meant that was the only way that I could get off the hamster wheel and um, be visible and be a spokesperson for those who who aren't able to be, then, then I'd do it in a heartbeat. Mm. And, and it was the hardest but, you know, I mean, I've delivered babies, you know, I've had a yes. surgery and it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. So that's such an interesting thing that the, one, the hardest thing that you've ever been through and you, as you just said, you've been through a lot of stuff. Yeah. But that, that Mack truck, the hardest thing you've been through, but also the thing you would do over again because of where it's led you. Yeah. And often like, you know, I mean, obviously I meet people where they're at, but in some, most of the time it's in my head, but when people were diagnosed with sad disease, I'm like, thank you, disease. You know, thank you, because they've got this opportunity for what I've just experienced, which has been just magical. And, and even, like, people have ghosted me, people have tall poppied me, people have gaslighted me. I mean, I've had, you know, I've had a lot of shit thrown at me. 
but I just turn it all into manure. And, and I love growth or something. I call myself a love rock star and a hope merchant. That's what people mm. say. So I don't, I don't miss, you know, I don't regret. I, I see a real blessing in my nursing career, but I don't, mm. I don't associate with that paradigm. So I call myself a love rock star and a hope merchant and a, and a magicianess. And I know that we've all got this magic in us. I, I'm as, I'm as, I'm no different to anyone else. You know, I'm as, yeah. we're a special, we've all got this special side to us. Um, it's just a, literally has been, my belief is patriarchy and decolonization has stripped us away from, and, and I'm the bridge, yeah. I'm the bridge between the science and the magic. I'm the bridge between the old way and the new way. And I wholeheartedly believe that we're hospicing the death of our old systems and we, we're midwifering the, the new way the new new age and it's a real privilege to be to be witnessing it yeah what i'm sharing is our birth is our birthright yeah everything i share is very science-based so Mm -hmm. the privilege of training with dr lissa rankin and the whole health medicine institute and she trains health professionals right around the whole world Mm. very science-based it's all cutting edge um, modalities that have been created by by health Mm. So yeah, and, and the funding arms that I've got, I don't necessarily tick the box. Mm-hmm. But again, my superpower of connecting and and yeah. forming relationships and co-creating mm-hmm. has enabled me to build up trust. And and we work very collaboratively. They're very aware. In in one of my biggest values is truth. So I am daring, brave. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got the medicine bag. I'm using me as an example. And and I just I just cre- I create non judgmental space. I don't yeah. I don't fix or help anybody. Yeah. I serve them. I serve them with um, non judgmental space. Um, since I've got that memo, I haven't had a burnout. So about six months burnout free. Yeah, it's amazing. And and because I because I have such a low threshold, when that mm. goes off. And and I've crafted a life, you know, like I've crafted a life that if if an emotion comes through me, I can go and sit on the grass and I can let it move through me and I can take the action that's needed as, you know, from from what the smoke detector's telling me. If I feel fatigue, I can go and have a sleep. If I feel, you know, if I'm in flow, I I can work more. You know, as an example, I'm working a third of what I've ever worked in my my life and receiving a third, uh, you know, three times what I've ever received in my life. So I know that daring to care differently using the feminine model Mm -hmm. is the way forward for us to um, have healed healers. And then the recipient of our care benefits. You know, we we feel each other because Mm -hmm. we love each other. Yeah. And I know for me, like I had to have, I was doing my, my pap smear last week. Yeah. And I actually coached the nurses. And so oh. I'm like, mm, not sure the energy is quite where I want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> I, chose, I chose a doctor that works two days a week, knowing that she 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 is a healed healer and that she prioritizes her own well-being. And that's what I do now for me to show up for others. And I don't mm. invest. I, I have healing, I have coaching, I I and it's and it's whole health, it's not just food and yeah thoughts and movement it's it's my relationships it's my environment it's my inner knowing it's my sexuality my spirituality my money mindset my creativity and I take it all very very seriously because you and I know (laughs) what it's like and um, it's not uh it's not Disneyland there's so many things that you have shared that I, I, in my psych brain is going all these protective factors now that you have that not only prevent you from going back to burnout mm. but it but, but creates a life of continuation of healing and a continuation of of more than that growth and and mm. celebration as you said too and and abundance you, abundance. abundance yeah it allows hope because life throws at us a whole heap of things but when you get whether it be, you know, take away the good or bad label, just whatever it throws us, but you're able to move through that and all these factors that are protective, like your self-awareness that, you know, that you're so attuned to yourself that you can go, oh, okay, what do we need right now? And you then, and you then choose to do that. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that I'm like that the listeners, I mean, hear out those things because they're, 
they're they are the keys yeah and that's right I always say to everyone anything that's fractured is repairable anything that's you know anything that's that's fractured is repairable <laughs> take it from me <laughs> you know like and I I've come along yeah I'm it's I'm exactly where I'm meant to be it's all meant to this was how it was meant to be and and that was the only way you know it was only the mat truck was the only way that I was gonna it was gonna stop and... Jackie you you've shared so much wisdom <laughs> in your story and and I'm so grateful for that and I wanted to check if there was anything else that you wanted to impart to the listeners you know from your story from your experience and, and sharing with them that you haven't already <laughs> anything else or even also shout out about your work as well more if you'd like to because it's I just I just believe that we need to connect so that we can have more of the we and not just the me that there's now space with with what we've all experienced globally over the last couple of years for us all to receive so it's not you or me receiving And that, you know, there's an opportunity for us to feel safe, have pleasure, feel radically liberated, fully nourished, deeply alive, and that there's a lot of unlearning to do, and I get that, and I've done it, and it's it's tough, but worth it, and there's a lot of remembering to do. And and, and I, I wholeheartedly believe the panacea is love and feminine mm-hmm. in our health and education system. I wholeheartedly believe that. And I haven't come this far to come this far. So, yeah, so I'm Jackie, Heart Place Hospital. I'm on Instagram and, and Facebook and, and LinkedIn under Jackie O'Connor. And, and my website's heartplace.co.nz. I, I'm, I, I really deeply want this service to be a charity, so I have created a charity. I believe our frontline workers deserve this after the last, definitely after the last couple of years, but even before that, we've... We, we know that they hold us together and and we all we or someone significant we know is always going to need a frontliner you know a teacher a nurse yeah. a doctor retail so I work with people who are retailers we, we yeah. enter the exchange and that law and order yeah. so pretty much everybody but I really yeah. really believe that it's yeah. that we we show them the respect and value that they deserve yeah and I feel very privileged that that I got the hero's call to show up and pioneer this. Yeah, I I, I have a vision that it will be everywhere. Oh, Jackie, thank you so much for bravely showing up to yourself so you could do the healing and then to others who can benefit from that and 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 changing our healthcare system for for the better across the world and and being there for the frontliners as, as well and, and being able to give them the health care that you needed and that mm-hmm. they need as well. So thank you. And I'm so grateful that I've met you too because I feel like it will help shift and change and support, yeah, where I'm going as well, just being connected with you. I think this is the beauty of this work that I get to connect with beautiful minds like yourself, beautiful people like yourself who are, daring to do things differently and it it just vicariously helps you to or helps me to dare to do differently as well so thank you I want to say thank you to you too Shannon because I you know again not quite your same shows but I'm sure we had pretty similar experience thank you for being brave too and creating a platform it's I'm sure I have no doubt that you too have had defining moments and so Mm -hmm. thank you yeah my pleasure. Thank you so much, Jackie. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode of Burnout, A Different Kind of Gap Year podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please like or comment to let me know. Also, share so others can benefit too. To keep up to date when new episodes are released, follow us on your favourite podcast provider or subscribe at www.adifferentkindofgapyear.com. If you'd like to share your burnout to recovery experience, please email me at outlook.com. The views, opinions, tips and the like expressed in this podcast by myself or my guests are not a replacement for evidence-based therapy. 
These are our own human experiences, just like I have done for myself. I encourage those of you who are suffering to seek professional help.